1: One minutes left until we are out the door, rushes in, and my weekend has begun. Looking forward to that, but also looking forward to the next 51 minutes talking to you here on the Friday show with me, Joe Beamer, WBEN. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, one thing I got to get to, I'm sorry. Uh, I got to stop saying I'm sorry. I never said that. We're cutting it out of the replay. Uh, one thing I got to get to, someone said... Take Joe off the air. Very boring. Uh, he. It goes on and on. You find me boring? You might disagree with me. You might think uh, that my way of thinking is off. You may think I'm bashing the governor too much and the president not enough. Okay, those are valid complaints. I will take those. There have been several valid complaints on the on the text board, again, I, I don't agree with your complaint, but it's a valid one to make. But to say I'm boring, eh, you know, hey, I'll take the criticism and I'll work on it. But I, I think boring is just a little too far. A little too far. I've heard boring. I don't think i meant, But if you do, eh, all right, there's other stuff on. Let's go to Art in Hamburg. Art, good morning.
2: Good morning, Joe, and um, I'm thinking internet troll for the boring comments.
1: Oh, thank you, Art. I appreciate that.
2: Anything but. It's been very entertaining. Um, Yeah, our governor is definitely an ego-trip power megalomaniac type thing. He definitely is worried that if COVID comes back here, it's going to make him look bad, like, you know, a fumble. Right now, he thinks, and most people kind of do think, well, meters doing so great. They have such a little number. He's so great. But he's super concerned about this. So when he's sitting at home at night and he's watching CNN, and says, well oh, there's an outbreak at the bar, the very next morning, he's like, well, we're going to make sure there's no outbreaks at our bars, and tries to do something. I'm sure it's not just random off the wall for this guy. He's way too vain and way too worried about how it would look if there's a blowout.
1: Yeah, our, Yeah. thanks for the call. You, you know, here's the thing. It, it does come across as a power trip. And hey, other states are seeing a spike. Again, they're not seeing a spike anywhere close to where we were at the beginning of all this. And we saw in Pennsylvania, Allegheny County had a spike. What did they do? They closed down that county. They took precautions in that county where the spikes were. But through all of this, just like we've always done in New York State, we're paying for New York. If the governor really thinks, and again, there's no scientific evidence that the bar or the restaurant is spreading COVID. The same with gyms, by the way. There's no evidence of that. And here in New York State, we're not seeing any upticks. I just got from our sister station in New York City, WINS 10-10. COVID-19 hospitalizations are the lowest since March 18th. So with bars open and restaurants open, we're still seeing a decrease in hospitalizations. We are still seeing a decrease in cases. Yes, when things initially reopen, you're going to see more cases. Guess what? There's been time. We haven't seen those cases translate into hospitalizations or even worse, translate into deaths. That's a great thing. Yes, and you want to pat yourself on the back, go do it, please. But don't, when we have no spike, say, well, because I saw something in New York City or because one of a member of my administration saw something in New York City. So we're going to do this. I thought it was all about science. Isn't this the same guy that scolds the president for not using science? But because he may have seen some things in New York where they have a amended phase three in place, we all have to pay for it. And again, I know it's such a little thing, but on top of everything that's going on. And I want to go back to that business owner, to that restaurant owner who suffered for the last four months who is finally able to allow people into their restaurant, open their patio, have a business flow again. Yeah, I'm sure most people who are going to go out today, tonight, are still going to go out. They're still going to get their food. They're still going to get their drink. And I'm I'm happy about that. I'm happy there's going to be money flowing through the economy. But when you've had three or four months like these business owners had, and you... You put this out there that you have to have one more thing. You have to buy one more thing. And that scares away one more customer or keeps one more customer at home. Right now, a lot of these places are in a situation or in a position. They need every customer they can get to pay back for the three months they weren't able to do anything or a very minimal business. And it's all a trickle down. You've got the business owner. If the business owner suffers, an employee gets laid off. So unless you're seeing the spike, and again, we're not seeing the spike. We just saw some things in New York City, by the way. So since we saw some dangerous things, quote, dangerous things, now the whole state's going to pay. And I, I'm sorry, like, I, I know someone's out there saying this is all about nothing. But it's not all about nothing to that business owner. And when we talk about the gyms, it's not... For more than just the business owners in both these situations, but in, when, when we're talking gyms, we are talking to the business owner who hasn't been able to do anything. They haven't charged their members. They have not opened. They've not been given guidance on opening. We have a, a one gym someone just texted in has already closed down. They had to shutter their doors. And we're talking about New York State. Already the most unfriendly business state. And now you add this. I don't know why any gym chain would want to stay in this state. I'm not advocating for that. I'm not wishing that. I would never wish that. As much as I have my disagreements with this state, I love Buffalo. I love where I live. I have no plans on moving as much as I despise the leadership in this state. I have no plans to move. My immediate family's here. My friends are here. I I love it here. I love the 716. So I'm not advocating for anything to close and business owners to not open things. But I can see from their point of view, when they are bleeding money right now, making nothing in this state, I can see why they'd want to pack up and say, you know what? We're taking our chain. We're not going through this. Because you're going to go through all of this reopening Maybe just to be shut down again. Again, who knows? The governor could wake up tomorrow and say, ah, you know what? We're just going to reclose the malls. So that $100,000 filter, yeah, we're just we're closing you down again. Get out. Who knows? So after all of this, and remembering how unfriendly this state is to businesses, I, I could just see a gym chain saying, wow, half a year making nothing in this state. We're packing up and leaving. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star 930. We're getting the calls after this on WBEN. Don in Jamestown. Don, good morning.
0: Morning, Joe. Hey, um, if I could, just kind of three quick little points that come out as questions. Um, you know, I sit here and I, I listen, watch the regular news, watch, listen to talk radio, um, listen to our, you know, illustrious uh, leader of the state there. And it seems like, They spend a heck of a lot more time focusing on how they can bring back professional sports than how they can help bring back restaurants, bars, and malls where people are losing their life's income and everything they've ever worked for just so they can sit there and say, hey, we brought back sports. Big deal. How do you social distance when you're tackling somebody? If we have to keep six foot away, how can you tackle somebody How can you bang into somebody with a basketball and not be transferring and not be under the same rules as the rest of the country?
1: Yeah, you know what, Don? As much as I love sports, it it is kind of uh, hypocritical that, hey, you can't go to the gym and you have to watch what you do when you're out in public. Uh, But, hey, we're going to get sports back. New York, I love the Mets. And the Mets can practice. They can play. They were playing an intersquad game yesterday. They have all the uh, access to their facilities and here I am. Hey, I'll go take a test anytime. You can take my temperature eight times a day if you want. I- I- as long as I can do A, B, and C, I'll wear a mask. I'll take my temperature. You can stick the swab up my nose as many times as you want if I can have the same access to the same things. I, I get what you're saying, Don.
0: And one last question, Joe. Um, if the caller, or, well, the texture I guess it was, if he thinks you're so boring... Why didn't he just turn that dial on his radio
1: once? Yeah, you know, I I would hope so. You can go in either direction and find probably less boring content. And that's it, Joe. That's all I had to get off my Don, thank you so much. You have a great weekend. You too, man. Thanks. That's Don in Jamestown. Let's go to Lewiston and talk to Brian. Brian, good morning. How are you
2: doing?
1: Um, I just
0: have a couple of quick uh, comments about the, uh, you know, Mr. King and his policies there. Um, the first one is if you own a restaurant and say your kitchen
1: closes at nine o'clock, does that mean your bar closes then at nine o'clock? That would mean you'd have to leave some form of food available to buy because without food, you're not allowed to serve an alcoholic beverage. I guess, Brian, if you want your bar to be open and have fountain drinks with no food, you'll be fine.
0: Okay. I'm... I'm um, really confused about what he's doing here.
1: And, and that's the problem. Everyone's confused, including the people who are actually supposed to implement this law. It was so vague. It was so last minute. Your confusion is is uh, magnified by those who are actually supposed to enforce this.
0: Now, how about just fires by
1: themselves that have no food? Do they, do they close now again? Well, they weren't allowed to open anyway. So bars with no food, I don't think we're allowed to open. However, if they are open now, if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, um, they would have to close or start offering some form of food. Wow.
0: I, you know, this, this guy is just too much.
1: <laughs> but you know what? He'll remind us today, Brian, of how great of a job he did. He'll he'll continue patting himself on the back cool. while you have a limited access to do anything.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a gem.
1: Brian in Lewiston, thanks for the call. 803-0930. Paul in Grand Island, I'm sorry. I think we were having some phone issues. So I'm sorry that we lost your call. He hung on for an hour. So if he wants to get back in the, in the loop, uh, give us a call. I, I apologize. I just, your phone was in and out. We really couldn't follow where you were going. But he did hang on so long that I want to give him that option to give us a call back. Let's go to Mike in Wheatfield. Mike, good morning. Good morning.
0: Uh, you know, this restriction by Governor Cuomo, like all his restrictions, you don't think them out. There's all these little details you know nothing about. Like, what happens if you go in the bar or restaurant, you sit in a table, you order a non-alcoholic beverage, you know, coffee, iced tea, a Coke? I mean, do they have to serve you food then?
1: That's right. And you, you know, I've been to uh, a certain coffee place uh, that's not local um, to get uh, a coffee beverage. And there are people sitting there with just their beverage on a laptop. Now, they're there for hours mostly. Think about the times you go to Starbucks or you go to Panera and you see students mostly on their laptop with just a coffee. According to this vague description, that's okay. That's okay as long as you're six feet apart. However, with the same social distance rules in place, apparently you can't do that with just a drink. Would you hear what the governor of, of California put in restrictions? You can't sing in church now. I did see that, yeah. Governor Newsom said... Uh, you can't sing in church. It's, uh, you know, Mike, it, again, it's the vagueness of these policies and then just the no backing. The same people who yell at the president, who scold the president over science, when they enforce these policies, there's no science. Well, uh, the senior citizens,
0: in the past, you know, before this, they always said McDonald's, you know, they sit there, have coffee or or, or Coke or something. You know, they sit there for an hour. I mean, how is that any different than
1: than to the bar? Mike, that's a great question. And, you know, we love to ask our elected officials, but unfortunately, when we asked to have someone on the air, they gave us this. So I, I, I love a, a clarification on that because what is the difference? You're right. You go buy a McDonald's, a Tim Hortons, a Starbucks, and what do you see? People sitting there with just their cup of coffee. They're reading the paper. Maybe they went with someone that they've, that they live with, they're there with a group of people. According to Governor Cuomo, that's okay. It's just when alcohol's involved, I guess you need food. Mike and Wheatfield, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. 803-0930, star 930. Yeah, I, um, I was at Starbucks just the other day, and I walked in, I had a to-go order, and there were two tables with people there on their laptop with just a coffee, And you know they were probably there for 30 minutes to an hour. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't be. I'm all for letting people go to the coffee shop and do that. But what is the difference between that person and me? Say, Katie and I want to go out for a drink tonight. Now, we live together, so we're not uh, bringing other people that we haven't been socially distanced with. Now we have to also throw a meal in. You're just restricting the people who can go? And again, I get it. It's such a small thing, but you, t- you discourage one customer from going. These business owners have already been dealt a lot. Why deal in that blow? 803 back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com welcome back A little no doubt getting in here on the Friday show, 23 minutes till the weekend, 23 minutes until you're done of the Joe Beamer show and Rush Limbaugh will be here. It's funny, I'm trying to book a hardline for Sunday and we're getting superintendents, so make sure you tune in to Brenda and I Sunday 10 to 12. And uh, I was trying to get, I'm, I'm trying to get four. Now we've got the Fredonia superintendent coming on, just talked with him. Uh, also trying to get the Amherst superintendent. He was my social studies teacher when I was in seventh grade. Uh, and it's funny, so I Facebook messaged another former teacher of mine to see if he had the superintendent's number unfortunately he did not but we uh we're going to bring you a great show for superintendents on hardline this sunday make sure you tune in again at 10 a.m get your coffee get your Sunday breakfast and join us, will you? All right. Talking about the governor here for the last few minutes, Eight oh three oh nine thirty. star 930. And the text number is the same, Seven one six 930 Let's go to Lancaster and talk to Carol. Carol, good morning. Hi, how are you today? Carol, I'm doing well. What do you got for us this morning?
2: Well, I've been listening to everybody, including Tom, and he's been having quite a few people on about the governor and the health department and these people doing, you know, like concerts and stuff. And uh, he keeps mentioning Hogan Willard, which I know is a really good lawyer, but I'm just wondering if Hogan Willard wouldn't take a class action suit for these bars because as far as i'm concerned if you're sitting at a bar okay and you're having a drink at the bar not at not at a table but at the bar why should you have to buy something to eat now to get around this i was thinking all morning why not have a bar person decide that for a minimal cost of like 2 dollars or a dollar 50 cents or something small i'll provide you with a with a something to eat, whether it be a piece of pizza or something like that, so that he can get around this, you know, having to provide
1: food. And, and Carol, I think think places are doing that. We saw in Albany there's a place that's doing Cuomo chips. There's also a local bar here that has a dollar menu um, uh, downtown. They're going to have a dollar menu tonight. Uh, Again, it was so vague, Carol. That, yeah, I think it's, as long as food is involved, you're fine. But again, he might come out today and say, oh, by the way, uh, this, this and this have to be part of the food or it has to be a substantial meal. You just never know. It's such a wild card. You never know.
2: It's great. It's I mean, my local bar, I love my local bar. I don't sit at the bar. I actually sit at a table, but it doesn't really matter. I just feel that it, it seems like. They just don't want these businesses to survive. Their job, I think, is to destroy the economy so that when we go to vote, uh, people who are not as informed as people who listen to B.E.N. are going to listen to the news media and they're going to say, oh, this is Trump's fault. This is Trump's fault. And they're going to go and they're going to they're going to vote in these people that I mean, I'm not responsible for anything that's going on in, in the state of New York, even though every every year and every time I can vote, I vote, but we all know that whatever we say here has no bearing on anything, and it's very disheartening, but I still go out and vote because it's my job and my duty. Um, I just pray that something, you know, like I said, the only thing that's going to help us in the area is a class action suit, and I hope that somebody from the bars or businesses association or something hears this and says, you know what, maybe she is right. I don't know, but it seems like, like the man said, why should we sit here with our you know, hands underneath our butt waiting for something to happen? Unless we do it ourselves, it's
1: not going to get done. Carol. Thank you, Carol in Lancaster. Uh, I think right now, again, it's so vague. I, I just go back and I know I'm repeating myself, and I know someone's going to tweet. Joe Beamer just repeats himself for three hours. But you had this.
0: Gyms are scheduled to be in phase four.
1: It's just another example of miscommunication. And now it's not just miscommunication between Albany and the counties or Albany and the regions. It's a miscommunication to business owners. Here's an idea. Why don't you give them a release? with exactly what they need to do and how they need to follow it. And the same with gyms. If you're going to keep gyms closed, then would you at least give the owners some guidance? Or would you at least give the owners some relief when it comes to their bills, when it comes to their rent? If you're the reason they're closed, nothing they did, could you at least help them out? Again, you're helping everyone unemployed right now, is getting an extra $600 every week, no matter what. It could be a kid in college, extra $600 for being unemployed because of coronavirus. But you're not going to help these gyms out that you are forcing to be closed. You're not gonna help these movie theaters out. Again, this happened, the last uh, two callers ago, mentioned Gavin Newsom. Well, in California, in LA County, a day, less than 24 hours, before gyms were supposed to open in L.A. County, they had installed all of the precautions, all the protections. They, they said, yeah, you know what, we've decided you're not going to open. And that's exactly what's going on here. You've got these movie theater owners, especially the local ones, who are paying their rent. Some of them are still paying some employees. They have bills. Again, no help from the state. And nothing. Nothing. Silence. That's not how you treat business owners. With just silence. All right? I'm not saying, well, I am saying open the gyms. Open the movie theaters. Again, because you said phase four. Our leaders told us phase four. And then you say, no, you can't open. With no guidance. With nothing. And now you're just vocally going to issue these vague requests, and then if a restaurant doesn't follow it or didn't follow it properly because they might have not fully understood what you meant, you're going to hit them with a violation. But again, don't forget, pat yourself on the back. Pat yourself on the back. You're doing a great job. Let's go to someone who I'm sure disagrees with me. Pat on a cell phone. Pat, good morning. Joe, you know, you're a
3: smart guy, and I don't understand why. You I appreciate that. Game. I, so I don't understand why you're playing this, this game. Why do you think the governor put that order in place? Do you think it's because when he allowed these establishments to open that
1: they didn't maintain social distancing? You think that could be the reason, Joe? Well, Pat, Pat as I mentioned, he said it was because of things that were seen in New York City. But last time I checked, we don't live in New York City. Why does it have to be an entire state issue for something that was seen in one region?
3: Uh, Because, Joe, while he mentioned New York City, we know here in Erie County, just yesterday, the health department allowed two establishments to reopen after they were closed down for the same thing.
1: That was early on in COVID-19 when no one was allowed inside.
3: Um, That was three weeks ago, Joe. Uh, not, not the Swaney house and the other one. Okay. Uh, so, so, uh, so having said that, it's because people can't follow the edict that was sent down—the very edict that's got us to a less than one percent uh, infection rate here.
1: But still, people,
3: but we're still at that rate, Joe. Yeah, right. We're at one percent, and we'll climb, Joe. It, so, if you drop a piece of a, a drop of ink. Uh, on your hand, it'll stay right there. But if you drop it into water, it's going to dissipate. That's the same
1: thing with this virus, Joe. Uh, the, uh, if you Pat, I haven't said one thing to downplay this virus. I haven't said one thing to downplay this virus. Well, it sounds like it when you,
3: you don't understand the concept of gyms not opening because... They're open in every
1: other state.
3: Every 37 states have higher rates of
1: infection. All right, well, gyms are open in 49 states, and you're not seeing a spike in every state. You can't just point to the gyms and say they're the reason. There's no proof of that.
3: You're right. Well, no, Joe, what we do have proof of, the science, is that when you sing or when you yell or when you uh, work out, uh, you expel air at a greater rate and it travels a longer distance. You understand that science, because the CDC has said so.
1: Scientists have said so. Well, I did. I didn't say just reopen with no precautions. But there could be. Go ahead.
3: Doctors on your station said so. Right, there could be, but they're working on.
1: They're working as fast and hard as they they can. You have to try to believe that, anyways. Okay, but let's go to the main the main thing. Are you telling me? that people eating at bars, I'm sorry, the fact that you have to order food with your drink is going to get less people? Is that what you're saying the, the point of this whole thing is?
3: So consider this, Joe. Are you going to stand up and eat your dinner or are you going to sit down? So if you're sitting down at a table, the chances are that you're probably socially distanced and you're not standing on top of somebody discussing the Yets or Mets or the Yankees uh, with a cocktail in your hand. So uh, the likelihood of you being uh, uh, or following the social distance rules are probably greater. And this is in place, I suspect, because when he allowed people the latitude to act like adults, they didn't. But one more thing about taxes. Well,
1: can I just let me just say this. I do stand up when I eat um, at a restaurant or at a bar. All I'm saying, uh, the whole point of this, the whole point of all of this was how vague it was and how all of a sudden, the same time the guy wants to pat himself on the back, I know your name's Pat, but pat himself on the back for being uh, one of the best states to flatten the curve, he's still, we're not benefiting from that. What's our benefit from flattening the curve? We're still as restricted as other states. 800 people died
3: yesterday, Joe. How many died in New York State? That's the benefit. Do you not see that as
1: I see that benefit Pat but eventually you're going to have to let people live their lives
3: right eventually we'll come up with a system and people will become cognizant
1: but you don't think it's smarter to say if you're in a high risk group if you are one of the high risk groups yes stay home be protective but for others be healthier the the younger you think to keep them locked up is a smart idea you think that's good for their mental health?
3: So that I understand this, so that I understand this, what you're proposing is that we lock up everyone over 60 years old, anybody who's got a pre-existing medical condition, now defined right down to sinus infections.
1: Those people should be locked away at home. Those should be the people that are careful, yes. Why should we all have to be locked down at home?
3: Because in we're a
1: community. a system We are a community and we protect those that need protection.
3: Well, don't you think our seniors need protection?
1: That's what I just said.
3: Well, then then you'll have to agree that closing down or or forcing people...
1: I was never against the original closure. Believe me, I took a lot of heat on this station for it. I was never against the original closure. But now to pull things from business owners or to just blindside them at the last minute, I'm saying there's got to be a better way to keep to keep hospitalizations on the flatten, the hospitalizations curve. Sorry, got a tongue tied there. To flatten the hospitalizations curves. And yes, as a community, we should be protecting those at high risk. We should be protecting the, protecting the elderly. I don't disagree with you on that, Pat. I think we just see a different way of doing it.
3: Yeah, no, so every one of your doctors on your station, you invite them on because they're, they're experts. Dr. Russo, all the rest of them, they haven't come up with a better way. This is what we got for now. This is what we've got for now, so we have to work within it. But I don't don't want to leave without talking about taxes. I'm tired of hearing people talk about the high taxes in New York State. Uh, You know what? They don't have high taxes in South Carolina, but you know what they have? The 49th worst educational system in the entire country, rank 49. They receive $7.87 in benefit for every $1 in federal taxes they send uh, to Washington. If you're gonna complain about taxes, complain about taxes in those states that are taking money from predominantly blue states. In fact, according to the government, Every blue state well,
1: contributes. Pat, I got to go. I'm up against the break, but I'm sure there's school districts here in Western New York that would love to see the educational benefit of the high taxes. 803-0930, One segment after this, four minutes away from going out there enjoying this weather. I hope you get an opportunity to jo- enjoy it as well. Uh, this entire weekend should be beautiful. Yes, yesterday was uh, rainy. Right, we had a little wind. My phone, I was half asleep. My phone went off with the uh, alert eh, 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 to tell me there was a tornado nearby. Um, but we got through that, and now we're, go- we're in for a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Get outside. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your loved ones. Have a uh, socially distant hangout. Well, if you're outside, you should be fine. Um, but, you know, as I've been saying through all of this, Just try to stay sane. And we were, for months, separated from our friends, from our families, with nothing to do. All right? I'm not downplaying this virus. And I try to say that to Pat. And I appreciate Pat's call. I always appreciate the calls from those who—I appreciate every call. But I appreciate calls from those who uh, disagree as well. It was a nice conversation. We obviously did not change each other's minds. But it's nice to hear an opposing view every now and then. Um, but you know, for months we were shut out. You know, you were stuck with the people you live with. You couldn't go to a bar. You couldn't go to a restaurant. Still can't go to the gym. Uh, it was advised not to go hang out with family you weren't living with, even though the governor was able to do that. Um, but now, you know, we're we're seeing, we flatten the curve. We're seeing a decrease of cases around New York state. Just make sure you have face-to-face conversation with your friends and with your family. Yes, it is great where technology has gotten us, that we were able to have Zoom meetings and Zoom happy hours. And yes, it's nice to quick text someone every now and then, but nothing beats face-to-face interaction, nothing beats vocal communication. And we've already seen a decrease of that with technology over the last 10 years. I think if anything, Don't focus on what you can do on your couch. Focus on how much you missed having that conversation face-to-face, how much you missed being in that person's presence. I hope that's what we remember from the last few months, not, oh, how easy this is to sign on Zoom, or how easy it is to FaceTime someone. I hope that's not what we take away. I hope we are reminded. I'm going to put the cell phone away, and I'm going to have. I'm going to go have a face-to-face conversation with a friend or a loved one or a friend who is a loved one. So I hope that's what we've taken away. One more thing before we get out of here: a very, very happy congratulations to Mitch Gehring and his beautiful fiance, Colleen. They're getting married socially distanced uh, tomorrow. They're zooming it, so I can't wait to uh, join that. Again, congratulations, guys. Also, it's Friday. Have a great weekend. I love talking to you, Buffalo. I always look forward to the three hours we have together here on Fridays. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Make sure you join us on Sunday for Hardline. We'll be talking to superintendents about reopening versus virtual education. Buffalo, I love you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Sunday.